East High. Hey, East High. We're we're mellow today. We're 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 normal temperature. It's so volume. Hot. I don't know words. It's hot out. We're it's tired. The dog days of summer. It's Diary of a Wimpy Kid three. Dog days. My work is open again. I have to work outside again. Yeah. So the where you're working is inside, but it's in construction. So it's outside. If it's anything worse, worse than outside because there's no breeze. Yeah. There's no. There's no wind. Everything's kind of just crammed in and moist. So, we're talking High School Musical, one minute at a time. Oh yeah, what show is this? We are Wildcat Minute. We are the Amateur Nerds. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler Boudreaux. And we're talking about Minute 21 today, which starts with the ending of Miss Darvis' sentence. Let us probe. We oh. are probing the rising threat of cell phones. Or, evils. Excuse me, the mounting evils of cell phones. Did she say evils? She probably did. She said theater. You know, like how uh, Harvey Corman says evil in Blazing Saddles? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, I pledge allegiance to Hedley Lamar and to the evil for which he stands. It's a funny movie. You can watch Blazing Saddles. Stop listening to this. <laughs> no. Okay, finish this episode and then watch Blazing Saddles. Yeah. What does it end with, Condra? And it ends with Troy pulling Chad out of a tree. Oh, I hate it when Chad, my Chad gets stuck in a tree. You have a Chad? Yeah. Uh, oh, you, you don't know Chad? He's out He's out back in the oak right now. Oh, no. I got, he got caught in the maple last week, and that was a sticky mess. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it took you a second. No, I was just like... <laughs> How do I respond to that? So there's some of the great moments of, or some of the iconic, memorable moments of this movie. Are in this minute? In this minute. I was going to say this is one of the most forgettable minutes of the whole movie. Let me rephrase one more time. The most memeable minute. (laughs) (laughs) There's some great memes and screen caps and text posts that have come forth. From this minute. So we have Miss Darbus going on about the theater and the evil, the of, evil cell of cell phones. And then we cut to, to basketball, basketball practice. Pra- for real this time. For realsies. Because the coach is there. And apparently they've already been like doing a little and he's just come. It seemed like he's just coming it seemed, in. It seemed this so like at the beginning of practice where it's like, okay, people were kind of shooting around. Warming up. Yeah, warming up. And stretching. Then, well, not officially stretching because usually like when team practice starts like Team stretching starts, someone oh. blows a whistle or... Well, if you're doing... We would have... I don't, for field hockey, at least, we had to have our stretch... Like, our team stretches done before the coach started practice. Like, that was part of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing just kind of, like, still stretches, that makes sense. I feel like a coach being present for, like, high knees and butt kicks makes sense for a coach to be there. To Why? be like, I don't know. Other than co- critique our form. Yeah. But, like, by the time you're in varsity athletics, you should... Chandra, not everyone knows how to do high knees correctly. I'm aware. (laughs) Yeah, we're in basketball practice, and Coach Bolton comes out, and... So it is Coach Bolton that we... I mean, we can read it because of its the uh, subtitles. The subtitles. Some a lot of people, I guess, might not make the connection that it's Troy's father from the beginning because it's been a whole twenty minutes of screen time since we've seen him, or for us, um, <laughs> ten weeks. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I think he. I don't remember. Like it's been so long 
since I was having a first view of it that I I just know who Coach Bolton is. Yeah. Well, I only know it because we have technically talked about it before that he's the, like, the, the head coach of the basketball well, team. Well, I mean, we have established that. We established that when we introduced Coach Bolton because they were talking about two weeks of the big game and like t- take. Uh, yeah, but he could just be an over assertive dad. Eh, um, yeah, that's true. My other thing. My, well, at least when, later when he goes in and talks to Miss Miss Darbus, she says, "Ah, Mister Bolton," which is good exposition. I like it when characters say other characters' names in TV and film. That's very helpful. They don't do it enough in a show like Game of Thrones, where you never know their. <laughs> you name. just never know anyone's name unless uh, you have subtitles on. I've been having that problem. I've been watching a lot of period pieces lately, and I don't know anyone's name. Yeah, you got to be like, wait, whose uncle is that? I just, I don't know. I, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but he gathers the team together. Yeah, he blows the whistle. The whole team kind of circles up. And except you- all facing in the same direction. Yeah, which makes no sense. Did you know the big game is in two weeks? The big game's in two weeks. It's not as if they haven't said it. So I think that's... Rep- I mean, this is like the first practice. Everyone's getting back. Like, yeah, the, we've heard the players talking about it, but the, the, the coach co- wants I- to start practice off on the right note. Yeah, I guess. Wait, wait, not not the right note because that's a music metaphor and singing is bad. He just crossed his arms, so we know it's bad. I made, I made an X with my arms, like the emoji, which means like, uh-uh, you're canceled. Okay, Condra, here's my question. Are these basketball boys the same as the basketball dancers? Because it seems like they're not. It, like, high-key seems like they're not. I couldn't see the... So when we were watching this, I was not as close, and I couldn't really see the basketball boys, but I definitely think some of them are. Maybe maybe it's reversed, where we were seeing the dancers in the front and the basketball players in the back, and they've reversed it, so the basketball players are in the front now, and the dancers are... Yeah, it's hard to say. They They just look more like younger teens, as opposed to the basketball dancers, who look like 20-year-olds who look like teenagers. These ones look slightly more like 18-year-olds who look like teenagers. I don't know. I think that number um, 44, the one that we were talking about a lot a couple minutes ago. I don't know. The one that was like very prominently featured in the oh, dance yeah. break. He, yeah, he, he might have been there. I'm pretty 43, sure. 43, I think. Yeah. And then 23, who was one of the other ones you could see right in the front, was looks younger. And then Zeke was there and Jason was there. Like okay. characters we've already seen okay. were there. It's hard to say. And they just look so much like they look shorter. Like, I feel like the basketball I think the dancers... angling was just a little okay. different. And like the positioning. Or you maybe have because them... they're standing next to a Mr. Bolton, who's a, a very full, tall, a full, a full height adult. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is a little funny that that, like, positioning, that's not, I mean, it's kind of how you would huddle up, but I feel like the coach would be standing in front of everyone. And the... It's something we can forgive for the sake of filmmaking. Yeah, it, it's a shot it's that like works. It's like if you're watching a play and all, like, if the characters are sitting in a circle, except it's kind of just, like, three people on one side and two people on the other side, but they're all just facing the audience. We understand that they're sitting in somewhat of a circle and can all see and hear each other. It's kind of like The Last Supper. Yeah. You assume they're actually all sitting on different... Like, they're not all sitting on... There's no table that's I want to do enough. that once in my life, though. Just Have 13... eat, eat with a bunch of... Yeah, eat with my 12 closest friends. But <laughs> all on one side of the table. Then you got to position diagonally. Yeah, and then I'll have one person lay on another person's shoulder. And then we'll have Ian McKellen come and explain it. And, excuse me, who? I think you missed something there. Something very important. Sir Ian McKellen? There you go. I wasn't sure what you were trying to get me to do. Yeah, no, Sir McClellan must always be titled. 
Okay. He deserves it. He's been knighted. Yes. Okay. What's Mr. Bolton's first name? Jim. Jim is my best guess. Jim is a solid guess. I'm trying to see if we... Jim Bolton. I just have... The actor's first name is Bart. Bart? We can call him Bart. Bart Bolton? Bart Bart Bolton's also a pretty solid name. No, he's a Brad. Brad? He is kind of bratty. Now he sounds like a comic book character, though. Like, during the day, Brad Bolton is your simple basketball coach. But at night, he's a dribble man. (laughs) He can bounce anything. No. I just think of, like, dribbling, like, small children dribbling. Yeah. Yeah. No. I like the idea, like, in Suicide Squad, that one character who could climb anything. I don't remember that person's name. Because there's nothing else distinctive about that character. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think there's a character in Incredibles 2 that is like, got acidic spit or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be like that guy. I was just thinking about Tony Ridinger. Which version of him? <laughs> uh, the original version where he's cute. I'd eat Tony Loaf. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So... so. Where, where's Troy? Bart, no, Brad. Brad. <laughs> Brad it's his. It's BB. He's BB Bolton. Like BB King. Baby Bolton. No, BB Bolton. Okay. Brad Bar- Bradley Bartholomew Bolton. <laughs> what? What is your? <laughs> I Tyler I'm, broke himself. I can't do it today. <laughs> so send us your fan names for. <laughs> He definitely has a real name. <laughs> no, it's Mr. Bolton slash Coach Bolton on like IMDb and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he actually has a name. Let me I'll look. We'll check the fandom Wikipedia. Okay, he does have a name. I'm okay. sorry. Okay, what is it? His name is Jack. Jack? That's so much worse. Eh. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to call him Brad or whatever. <laughs> no. Um, so he goes, where? he looks around and says, where's Chad and Troy? Or where's Troy and Chad? The order doesn't matter, and everyone's, like, looking around, and then he says, don't make me ask again. This guy has a temper. And then he asks again. He goes, where's Troy and Chad? <laughs> he does aggressive pointing. Yeah, in this and same... he, like, moves his head really fast. Yeah, so the aggressive pointing trait is, ob- like, is obviously a family trait that Troy has inherited from his father. I, I what, what are you referring to? He does the pointing in Get Your Head in the Game. That the... Yeah, but is it at people or at the ground? It's at the ground, because he's not pointing at anyone specifically. Wait, are they related to Indiana Jones or Harrison Ford, though? Because Harrison Ford's always pointing. No, because he does a different kind of pointing. Okay. It's less, because Harrison Ford's is more in the wrist, and theirs is in the arm. Uh, Okay. I'm glad that I could be here for that, but the audience is going to be a little lost. (laughs) We were doing all of those hand movements. You missed it. And so, yeah, he he gets mad, and he's like, where's Troy and Chad? And then he slaps his clipboard into the assistant coach. No, after the boys are like, detention. Like, they don't want to get their teammates in trouble, but also- they would have- they, they should have just come out and told the truth is what they should have done. I think it would have been worse because then it would have been like, oh, ratting them out. A, a Starfleet officer's first duty is to the truth. That's from the episode where or, Wesley or, gets. Um, I know we've watched that episode <laughs> so many times recently, Tyler. It's always gets on. Gets in trouble for lying. So then he slams the clipboard into the assistant coach. Correct. He's, and storms out. I want to take a sec to talk about this assistant coach because he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> he's got glasses on. He's just kind of a guy who's just like wearing khakis and a dress shirt. 
Um, That's what Coach Bolton is. Or he's wearing, he's a, wearing polo. Like a polo, like le- slightly less formal. It's just practice. It's um, not a game. Yeah. I bet the assistant coach the assistant is a coach teacher. Is probably a teacher. Yeah. And Coach Bolton is um, not. I like the idea of this like non-speaking assistant coach. He does blow his whistle at the end to get the boys to drill to start doing practice. You know, in Goodwill Hunting. No. Um, I have never seen that movie in its entirety. All right. Well, so go ahead. I, you might have seen. So like Stellan Skarsgård is like the mathematician guy that Matt yeah. Damon works with. Mm-hmm. And he's got this like sidekick who's like a grad student, like TA, TA type person. He's a little older, so he might not be like like a grad student, but he's like his underling. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is in the movie? No. All right. I don't remember the character's name, but he's just kind of always around and he rarely talks. He has a couple lines in the movie, but he's often there and he seems like a nice guy. He's just kind of guilty by association. And that's what I get with this assistant coach is like, he's probably actually a good guy. Probably doesn't have what it takes to be like a full head coach, but he's probably great at whatever job he does as assistant coach. I think the assistant coach position is actually this really interesting one to like consider because they often have to balance out the, I mean, any assistant leader kind of thing. You have to balance out the traits and characteristics of your other leader and they're brought in in part because they contribute deficiencies or lackings in the leadership team as it is. Yeah. So I could definitely see that because Coach Bolton is very hot-headed and... This guy seems chill. Like, chill, but, like, still efficient. Like, yeah. not gonna let you go, but, like, there's some people who are just, like, quiet and you know, but they're on top of things. You don't want to disappoint him. Yeah. And, and you don't want to get the reaction out of him because... Then you know you've really done yeah. goofed. Yeah. So, is that all you have to say about the assistant yeah, coach? Yeah, I liked the assistant coach. I don't know if he has a name or if he ever shows up again, but I'm going to keep sure my he, eye out for he's him. He's in the background, I'm sure, <laughs> of like the big games and stuff. Yeah, so then we cut back to detention with Miss Darbus, and she is just standing on the stage. She is. Ranting about the evils she is of cell phones. Giving her soliloquy. Yeah. She puts out the joys of the theater. So she she turns her the table to where cell oh. phones are their biggest threat in the theater. Yeah, because a, a cell phone ringing in the theater, that's a big, big no-no. Yeah. Yeah, heaven forbid. Uh, I mean, I do get kind of annoyed with cell phones in the theater, but also, like, I respect that some people cannot turn their buzzer off. Like, if it's ringing, like, out loud, like, that is annoying to, like, the actors, too. Mm-hmm. It's distracting. Yeah. But... Um, if you're in a movie theater, like, if you're in a movie theater, also annoying. I understand that, like, people nowadays feel like they can check their phone once or twice during a movie. That's fine. Don't be openly texting during a movie. Also, don't do that during a play. That's, but, like, yeah. we, we all understand that movie theaters are slightly lower stakes. Yeah. I think with theaters, and I don't know if this goes back to, like classist issues in theaters which yes it does because what's deemed is proper and you have to wear the proper clothes and there's a ticket like the ticket price in itself excludes people and you have this I mean if you want to go back to like Shakespeare and the idea of like the rabble being on the ground and not seeing it as well and you have the other people elevated above the smells and sounds and people would converse with the actors while they were on stage and stuff and that was just as much like a part of the experience yeah and but it got turned into this like oh refined yeah i don't know what they would have done if they had cell phones at the globe yo you hear this guy sky on stage he's saying like to be or not to be what is this all about and apparently there's a ghost hey hey, shut up shut up i'm trying to watch i'm trying to watch (laughs) 
I went to Hamlet first. I don't even like Hamlet. Yeah, I was going to say, to be or not to be, a pretty basic poll. Um, okay. Um, that's the day we're looking at. So Miss Darby's like- She says, what temerity? Which I've- I don't know what that word is. I've never heard of that um, word. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure on the definition of temerity, but I'm, I'm assuming it's bad. And then she, Yeah, like the audacity, probably. Yeah. yeah. And then she gives a bunch of fan, fancy yeah. like metaphors? Like a kid's version of very fancy words. So saying things like cornucopia. like not like, Temple. Yeah, not like overly obscure language, but definitely stuff that sounds flowery, but kids can still basically understand. Yeah, it's elevated. Yeah, so theaters are temples of arts. They're amazing cornucopias of creative energy. Yeah, you know, all good stuff. Which, I mean, that's one perspective, I think. I mean, she's ex- like she's going over the top because she loves theater because she's a drama teacher. And she is over the top. <laughs> yeah, but like, she's not wrong per se. Like, you should respect, like... The space that you're in and like... Yeah, and recognize that this is some people's passion, so to yeah. be respectful of other people's enjoyments. Yeah, but then in walks Brad and he's all like... Um, no, well, no, we haven't talked about... So Troy's up in a tree. Yeah, oh yeah, and Troy's Chad, in a tree. And Chad is sleeping in the tree. Oh yeah. And he's... And Troy's dangling a leaf. Yeah, so, well... Chad's like in the base of the tree, like in the trunk, yeah. and there's a hole in the tree, and he has his head in the hole like Bill Murray from Get Smart. Yeah. And Troy was on top of the tree stapling in these like leaves and these like dangly like- Vine- Vine- Twig Twig things. things. Yeah. I don't know. And now he's just playing with one of these vines and dangling a leaf in front of Chad's face. And like tickling his nose to like yeah. try and wake him up. Yeah, or just annoy him in general. But Chad is definitely asleep. Yeah, which is kind of adding to the humor of, like, Miss Darbus only cares about hearing herself talk and doesn't actually care about the constructive version of detention or whatever she's trying to actually accomplish. She just wants to go off on a rant. You know, as you do from time and to time. And then Bert walks in. <laughs> You're t- you've changed his name every time. Yeah, I know. Just never Jack. And he's like, Miss Darbus. I don't know what he says first, but eventually he says, What the heck are those two doing in a tree? <laughs> <laughs> he says we need to talk and then what are those two doing in the tree but it's it's a great line delivery oh no it's I'll, so that is one of like the most like it's great i it's a good response it I, was laughed old- every, I laughed like all three times we watched it a minute i laughed at that line and i well i will say that bert Bacharach is what's his name <laughs> his real name yeah, or the actor's name bart johnson I think? bart johnson well i will say that bart johnson is a discount nathan fillion he does deliver this line well i think the uh earlier when he got mad at practice was a little tacky in terms of his acting, but that line delivery was really good. I think it goes to, we've talked about this a couple times, adults in DCOMs. Yeah, is, they, they have a different acting job because... They, they're they much more over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And something else I noticed in the background while we get this shot of Troy coming down from the tree and trying to pull Chad out, Sharpay has these two other students around her, and I don't know if they're like putting costuming on her or like measuring her or whatever, but like she's obviously being attended to, like she's... Yeah. Yeah. already got the role. Yeah, what are the stakes for Sharpay and Ryan being in detention? Because it seems like they would already be involved in drama club anyway. I think the type of work they are doing. Okay. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's unclear. Ryan probably would be I helping. I Ryan would help out with the set anyway, but Sharpay wouldn't. No. No way. <laughs> Ryan's just like, hey, yeah, let's paint some, paint a wall. Yeah, this seems cool. I don't know what Ryan does. He's only been in like one minute of this movie so far. He doesn't really have any character traits yet. He has hat. He has a hat. That's all his character traits. 
And so, yeah, so Bart walks in and he goes, yeah, like, we need to talk. Miss Darby, can you come over here? And Chad and Troy, get out of that tree and get to the gym. Now. Uh, yeah. Aggressive pointing again. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's pointing at the ground-ish, yeah. Yeah, no, he's very over the top. He just... He provides so much energy that Dar- it counterbalances Darvis's very, like, uh, smooth, fluid motions. Like, she's got her arms, like, flowing and stuff, and he's yeah. very yeah, she pointy. Has, yeah, he has more, like, sharp, linear tones, and she has, like, and he's, like, and he's dressed in more of this kind of, like, brown, red theme, and she's got, like, more rounder tones and, like, purples, purples and, and blues and stuff. And blacks. Yeah. Yeah. So just like they the, contrast. Yeah, the visual styles complement their personalities. And that's good on the costume directing and the cinematography. So stuff like that is kind of subtle things that actually make some filmmaking really cool. Yeah, and I don't think I think something that unless you kind of look at this minute on its own and see them next to each other and how they perform and deliver their lines, I don't know if you'd necessarily get that from a general watch. Yeah. I don't know how much like color theory there would be in this movie in total. I mean, we've talked a bit about it with it... Troy versus Basketball Boys and Sharpay. Yeah. Sharpay is always going to be in like a pink color and that really stands out from a lot of other people. Yeah. That is, besides util- just the costuming, like the color scheme of characters is often like something that's really big. Yeah. It's hard because we're in a high school. Yeah. So a lot of that other colors, like when we were talking about Fantastic Mr. Fox, we were talking about a lot about the fall coloring, the palette of the movie. Yeah. And yeah, the palette of this movie is definitely that bright red and kind of like, even when they're in the hallways, it's got kind of this like dour high school feel to it, but it is still pretty bright. Mm -hmm. The posters on the walls. Yeah. It's dynamic. Yeah, so and that, well, that actually makes Sharpay like kind of stick out and seem like kind of like she doesn't really fit into the the modes going on. And I don't I don't know about Troy because the outfit he was wearing earlier seemed like just very normal. He was it was in, a little blue, which it does contrast. Yeah, he was in blues and greens where everyone else was really in red. And I mean, Ryan was in white, so he like almost fits in. But there's he's like a bridge in some ways. Yeah, I and don't know Gab- if that holds up. Gabriella was in similar colors to Troy as well. Yeah, and that's something you can do with, like, kind of love interests is, like, they can be in kind of, like, opposite colors that complement each other, or they can, like, secretly be in the same color the whole time. That's very famously done in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Where Belle's the only one in the town wearing blue, and then she finds the Beast, who is also wearing blue. Yeah. Well, wears blue when he's in his fancy clothes. I think, if I remember correctly, the movie talk that I've heard about this the most is The Wedding Singer, and I, I'm vaguely remembering, oh, like... Yeah. Like, in the beginning, Adam Sandler's character Robbie is in, like, the blue suit, and the Drew Barrymore's character is wearing, like, a red... I don't remember. I don't, yeah. And then over time, they both kind of... Their colors kind of merge into the same. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, that sounds right, though. I've definitely... It sounds... Uh, end of Hairspray, they do that. You have... I'm gonna just use their character names, or their actor names from the remake, but Brittany Snow and... Um, Troy Bolton, yeah. Zac Efron's character earlier in the film, because they were quote-unquote dating or whatever, Brittany Snow thought they were. Amber, that's her name. Amber, Link, and Tracy. There we go. Just forgot Amber's name, so I didn't want to just not There's have There's a whole Amber. song where they just say I know, name. that's why it took You're me like, a minute. you Doreen, Doreen, that's not it. <laughs> it took me a minute. So Amber has Link wearing very specific colors and clothes, so they match and they are like unified on screen. And in the end, like part of Tracy's outfit is like this black and white kind of get up and very more modern or like 70. It's much more 
like it's turning into that uh, hippie style. And uh, Link, not gonna call him Troy, <laughs> uh, Link is matching suit and starting to change his look and matching yeah. the colors of Tracy. And you see that, like, who are they more tied to? Yeah. Well, this has been some fun talk. Should we end the episode? Yeah. Okay, um, Condor, where can people find us on the interwebs? Uh, you can find us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Uh, yeah, me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Send us an email at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. And, you know, just, just tell a friend about the pod, you know? You know, that's the, that's the best way. If you like it, share it with a friend you Try like. Try it, you might like it. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our music from Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. Take flute lessons. Whoa. Can you do them (laughs) digitally? I bet you can. Oh, God. Digital flute noises. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. uh, Catch us next time for more High School Musical shenanigans. Ooh. It it gets a bit shenanigan-y. Till then, I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. And hey, if you want those shenanigans that we promised, well, I won't just tell you a promise. I'll say you can bet on it.